0: Hello, and welcome back to Recipe to the Road podcast. This is episode four, and this week we're talking about exploitative tourism and traveling consciously. I'm joined by Mila Mushinski from Brazil. She has experienced firsthand having her local area exploited by tourism, and she's also traveled, so she knows how to be a responsible visitor to a new place. I hope you enjoy the episode, and I'd love to hear some feedback on what you think of this topic. here in San Cristóbal de las Casas in Chiapas in Mexico. I'm speaking with Mila, who is one of the managers here at CO404, which is the co-living space that Tom and I are staying at. After a particularly heated and passionate discussion we had in the kitchen one day about exploitive tourism and the environment, I knew that Mila would be the perfect guest to help me share the story behind the influencer pics and what's actually happening in some of these beautiful jungle locations around the world. So Mila, thank you so much for for doing this. It's uh, something that I really did want to, a story I really wanted to tell and I really wanted someone who had experience with it. And yeah, so yeah, yes. I really appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me and inviting me. I'm honored. Thank yeah, you. Of
0: course. So we're obviously in San Cristobal now. Um, tell me about where you're originally from. Yes, I'm from
1: Brazil. I live in Curitiba, but I've lived, I've traveled all over my country and um, I cannot say that I live there now, but uh, yeah, because I'm currently here, yeah.
0: Perfect. And did you come straight to San Cristobal from when you left there or have you traveled in between? Yes, I traveled. I went to Ciudad de
1: Mexico and then Mexico City and uh, Veracruz, Oaxaca, and now I'm here and I've been to Guatemala, too.
0: Oh, wow. So you've you've seen a lot. (laughs) Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And how does San Cristobal compare to the other places?
1: I stayed here because of the indigenous people and because I could feel Mexico here more than in other parts. So that was one of the reasons that I decided to stay here, because
0: I felt that I could experience exactly what Mexico is here. So. And what what is that or how, does, how, does, how is that to you? Um,
1: well, because when I went to Mexico City, it was a big city, so it's not a good fit for me. Um And then I was thinking about going to Yucatan, Tulum, Playa del Carmen and everything. And actually I was heading there. But then I heard people like you and other people, like foreigners saying, please, it's chaotic. Please don't go. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to San Crist. I fell in love because I could practice my Spanish and see the culture here like how they organized themselves, the Zapatistas movement, the revolution that happened, and how they, they can uh, maintain this alive, even though they have a lot of uh, people traveling here, they still maintain the language, they don't speak Spanish, um, and the traditions, the food, the culture, the school
0: system, it's all very alive still, yes is much more traditional than like other parts of Mexico. Yes, exactly. Yes. And just for a bit of background, um, what's the kind of what are the Zapatistas and Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Zapatistas movement started
1: in um early nineties and it was an agreement um that the Mexico country was doing with the United States. Uh, mostly about like commercial agreement and they did not agree upon um, sharing their land and, and things like this. And they knew what would happen if they agree with that. So they broke into the military uh, headquarters. They stole all their guns and they start a revolution here. And it lasted for 15 years. And this is still going on. They, st- they still have their places. they called catacol. And they, they are still there. Uh, they do not blend in with the rest of the Chiapas, which is the state of San Cristobal, the rest of the city. Uh, they still have their own uh, educational system. They are a little bit, um, let's say, forgotten by the Mexico state. So they need doctors, they need, you know, a
0: lot of help and they don't get any because of the revolutions um, wound that they created. Okay, wow. Well, and what they were protesting against, that's like, that. would that have maybe invo- involved, like exploit exploitation and that kind of thing?
1: Yes, yes, of the land, and they wouldn't have control over
0: the land anymore.
1: If I'm not wrong, like, I have to search about it, but I think it was the NAFTA agreement. Yeah.
0: Okay. And so then, I mean, being from Brazil, you have your own kind of experience with like exploitation and specifically exploitative tourism. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yes. Well, like it's our heated <laughs> like talk that we were having on the kitchen in the kitchen um the other day. I traveled a lot back home and I chose some places to travel and stay longer like Rio and some islands too um just to get the vibe and I went to one. Uh, 10 years ago called caraiva and it was um, it's a national i don't know we say tombado in portuguese but it's when it's protected uh like here or antigua that you cannot destroy anything you cannot build anything new i don't know how to say in english but um like we cannot change anything from the the
0: co404 uh yes. Like yeah, I don't we think have we have a name. I think it's just protected yes. building or protected area. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That we have Caraiva, which is, was protected by the fishermen. And then like I think it was a long time ago, like 40 years ago, they decided that was a patrimon like but for the like a gift for for us that we, they couldn't build like resorts or anything there. Um, and it's this, the town is where the river meets the sea. And it was there was no electricity. <laughs> there was like running water was, you know, that not that much, but everybody was happy. So I stayed there for a while and I could experience, you know, like the darkness of the night. There were no lights or anything, no parties. It was just about the fishing and swimming, and ex- there are no cars, so there's no way that you can get a car there because it's um, kind of like an uh, an island. And um, I went there, and I had the best experience of my life. The best, um, best nature and amazing. And then 10 years passed, my friend goes there and she comes back like crying, what have they done? Everything is destroyed. The fishermen, is not; they're not there anymore. They moved to another town. Um, and yeah, that really shocked me. Yes, yeah. And what had what had been done? What was? Well, the influencers came <laughs> first. Uh, of course, this hidden jam wouldn't be hidden for so long. Um, yeah. And then they started bringing the producers start bringing parties, so raves and concerts, and then people start going there to experience these events. So before we had two or three events a year, not big ones, but like we would have a concert there that somebody from the region is well known. So people would travel to this place and camp, and it would be packed for New Year's, things like this carnival. And then people would go, leave. But then this started not happening anymore. People would start go producing huge concerts, and then more people would come, and more people would actually stay and started buying the land, um, which you cannot buy any land there because it's a patrimonial now, uh, it's a gift. But the, um, they offered uh, millions of dollars, and of course, a fisherman would sell their land. Thinking about the future as it yeah. happens since always, like, yeah, yeah it's
0: always happened. This so it was the fishermen that owned this land and were, were yeah. coerced into selling. And is this town, um, is it in the jungle, like at the jungle and the sea?
1: Yes, in the river. So the river goes to the sea and it's the encounter of the river and the sea. It's gorgeous. Sounds beautiful. Yes, yes.
0: yes. And um, what do you think is driving this type of thing from happening? Like, obviously, it it happens like more than just there. Like, obviously, that's your experience, but it happens so many places. Like, what do you think is the cause? My friend was there during
1: the pandemic and she was just looking for a place to work. Um, So she decided to go to Caraíva and she thought she would see the same place as we saw 10 years ago. But the pandemic hit and it was a place that people could, you know, do whatever. You can still leave your house, you can still um go to the beach, you could still so it, during the pandemic it was more like a refuge for nomads or people that could wor- work remotely, which was most of us because we couldn't go to our offices or anything. But even before that, um I believe that I will talk about the influencers, man. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's about, it's just like the way they, they show the place, the way they, um, the producers to there, there's a whole study about this finding, um, like secluded places to have concerts. And I mean, people can go wherever they want, but, um, we're poor, you know, like Brazil is a poor country. It's not that this is a, a sentence that I heard a lot here in Mexico and it bothers me so much that they say Brazil is so cheap and Mexico is so cheap. But it's not cheap. We're actually poor. So right. it's easier to go with dollars or euros and buy land for for nothing. for And... It doesn't really, they don't really think about the whole culture, which is, I mean, who am I to teach somebody to think about some, the other person, which is something that it comes within, Mm -hmm. but, um, together with that comes the whole trash situation. No, like they produce so much trash and they are, they're not thinking about these people that want to believe they're looking for a, a Um, nature or to raise their kids, whatever. They don't think about the people that were there already. Mm -hmm. So it is a place. I think this is happening all over. Um, But it's I'm going to find myself because I will do a retreat in this special place. And they don't leave. They go, they leave their trash there, and then they live there. Mm-hmm. They, they buy land there because they fall in love and, and then they, that becomes an Airbnb and then last thing you know, it's a hotel or a hostel and then it's driving all people that follow these kind of people that, um, you know, hold these events, hold retreats, hold, um, and, and they don't pay back to the community. Mm-hmm. It's not like they are building a school or they are paying back teaching people how to be vegan or how to use yoga and these people don't really care, you know. They don't want to be vegan. They want to fish and they don't need yoga. They have yoga. they have pure prana since they're born. They they live in a yoga yogi state already. So it's not that I've lived all my my time in the city and now I live in a secluded place and And
0: I'm learning now. These people already know what is it like, you know? Right, yeah. So, like, they're not really adding value. And do you think there's a way that they could add value? Like, is there a responsible way, say, if someone wanted to move there?
1: Yes. Instead of just buying land, like, they could help the electricity to get there. They could help, like, they complain about the trash, but they don't separate their own trash. They don't use compost. They, I'm not saying, I'm saying they, but of course, it's not everyone. Uh, but there's not much responsibility to add a value to their lives, to these people's life. just giving money. Just giving, like, of course, I want your money, you're buying my land, okay, I, I, but what about the other people that don't want to sell their land, that they're still there? You know, and they just want peace and quiet. They just want to live in the village that they were born and take care of their house and sleep with candles. They they, they don't really ask
0: um, what these people want. They just buy these people. Yeah. Okay, yeah. From your experience, like, do they try and integrate in the society at all? Like get to know the culture or anything like that? Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I think that's the problem there, isn't it? Like, I mean, anytime I travel somewhere, like, even if I can't speak the language, I still want to, I want to learn. I want to know what makes people tick. I want to, what's their traditions, what's, like... Yes. Like, that's what travel's about. I don't really understand why we would bother going all the way to Brazil if you don't even care about what the culture is. Exactly this.
1: Exactly. in And they, I mean... Some like when like you when you travel, why I, I travel, like I don't want to touch anything or I don't want to ask questions. They're obvious. like I want to ask the right questions. like why like these these the people that work here, they Kati, which is the cleaning lady, she learned Spanish because her husband left her with three kids. Mm-hmm. So she needed a job, so she had to learn Spanish. Mm-hmm. and that was the only reason. But uh, I don't keep like judging the people that live in Mexico and speak only Tzotzil because they don't learn in school and they are not interested. So they don't try to blend in the people like, oh, trying to learn a few words in Tzotzil or understanding like the Coca-Cola culture here. Like it's just judgment, you know, like, oh, the water is bad. It's all contaminated. Of course. But do you see the story behind it? Like, they bought the
0: rights of the water in Chiapas, so... Yeah, so yeah, just for background there, there's a Coca-Cola factory, like, in uh, San Cristobal that um, has the, is it the rights to all the groundwater. So the water we get in the tops here is coming from a river, essentially. So it's really hard to get it clean. It's not clean, it's not safe. It's, in
1: the marketing uh, for Coca-Cola here, They was they were selling cheaper than water. So they would sell a bottle of Coca-Cola for one peso. So, yeah. of course, I want some sugar, you know. Yeah, And it's just about judgment. Just like back home in Brazil, they closed up in their own community. We call gringo community uh, because I'm Brazilian. So then we see like, ah, that's gringo. So we don't like we are not going to stay there because we're not we're traveling around our town, but we're not there. We are in the resort. We don't leave. We, our friends are from other places. Um, they, they don't blend. They don't try to go to the fisherman house, which needs a lot of help mm-hmm. because, you know, like, of course, they're selling more now. So, like, trying to blend in with the kids. The kids, some kids don't go to school or they stay away from their parents the whole week studying in another town. So, like, how could they help? You know, is there a way? Do they want help? Or they want to, like, they have their own traditional music. Can I participate in this party? Can I be there? Can I learn? Am I welcome? No, no, I'm just going to bring my DJ from Ibiza and make my party here. And, I mean, it's just like I am in paradise, but I'm not in your country. And I don't care about your culture.
0: Yeah, it's so disrespectful. Like, that's what I was telling you before, like, what broke my heart in Shalom, Like, I was so excited to go to tulum like i was like like i'm vegan i love yoga like i was like this is gonna be my tribe like we're gonna go there it's so cool there's such a rich culture in the area that i thought was going to be integrated with like i guess like what what i know like yoga veganism like i just thought it was all going to be like this beautiful place and then that came crashing down when we realized that there was the area they call it the invasion i don't know why because It was actually like all the hotels that invaded. There's like a shanty town essentially where people live in makeshift huts because they were kicked off their land for hotels to be built. When you're down the beach in Tulum, like you walk along, you can't see the sea. You can smell it. You can hear it. You can't see it because it's just all these big, huge like high walls and behind them are the beach clubs paid like $75 in or maybe less, maybe 50. And it just felt so fake. Like it was horrible.
1: (sighs) And that's another thing. Because then prices go up and these people are there. So, like, do I have to pay Gringo price? Yes, everybody will pay the same price. Because if I give two different prices, of course, under the table, there is a lot going on. Like, if I go there, um, like, I I probably won't pay to get into something. Or they Brazilians, we have the way, such as Mexicans and Mexicans. we're going to take advantage of what we got. So if we have got dollars, like this is the price, you're going to pay $10 for a beer and because they pay and I don't care if you're a Brazilian, you will pay too. But not everyone can pay this price. You know, everybody needs to eat and then it's um, just like you said, like you think it's amazing. Yes, the community is there. Somebody created a yoga retreat. They're bringing this knowledge, but... Are they bringing this knowledge to the people who live there too? Yeah.
0: And that's the thing, like, it could be so beautiful, like, um, I'd imagine in Brazil as well, like, in Tulum, like, there's such rich culture, there's, like, the Mayan culture, like, if you wanted to learn about it, you could learn so much, and I'm sure that there's things that you could integrate it with yoga, like, because if people, people know about yoga, but then they could integrate it with, like, practices of the Mayans, like the Temescal ceremonies, like, it's. there's there's so much cool stuff that you don't even need to bring yoga, but sure, like, we're a globalized world, like, of course, like, mix these things up, but just, yeah, it's about being responsible and respectful and bringing everyone along and not just rich people. You know?
1: Exactly. It's, and it's it's frustrating because we, in, in Bahia, for example, which is where this place is, we have a culture of um, Umbanda and Candomblé which are religions, so it's so rich, like they bound to the sea, like there's a whole way that you you find the right shells, you bring your own boat, you put the boat on the river, there's the praying thing, there's a lot of energy going on there, like the whole, when you set foot there, you already feel like, okay, there's something here, which is true, there is, but they don't want to know what is there, you know, like, oh, okay, yes, I will put a retreat here and charge thousands of dollars for people to come, but you're not leaving this place. You know, like, you're staying there, and they don't want to leave because they sometimes they think it's dangerous, which is not, but...
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, the, it, together comes a lot of prejudice against the people that live there and that have been living there for centuries. And they just want to mind their own business
0: and get on with their lives, like... Exactly, yes. Yeah, I remember I saw, like... I didn't know, like before coming on this trip, I didn't really know the extent of exploitative tourism and like the the huge disparity. And I remember just being like, "Oh, maybe while we're traveling, I'll do like a yoga retreat or like yoga teacher training or something." Because I I'd seen loads of Instagram Instagrams of people doing like yoga things then in like Latin America, like Brazil, like kind of area. And yeah, I looked up one in Costa Rica, and it was like five thousand USD, <gasps> not including accommodation to learn to do yoga teacher training it's like yoga's not even from costa rica why would i spend so much money? <laughs> exactly <laughs> if i'm gonna spend a lot of money i'm gonna want to do it in india where it's like actually
1: from there and they give away some for free if you want to go to india and you really want to learn and you don't have any money yeah you will scrab- scrub the floor you will cook for everybody but you will learn for free
0: that's amazing.
1: And that, that's bringing everyone along. It's like... It's bringing everyone along. Yeah. Yes. And you don't leave. Like what I say, what I see is that they don't... Okay, you do your retreat. is nice because then you have that teacher that you admire, that you like, and you like the content, that the teacher brings the, the whole program. And you never leave. Yeah, I don't speak Portuguese. Yeah, that's the whole point. You came to Brazil, so you have your English teacher teaching you. And then you leave and then you go pay off, you know, what you just learned. Yeah. Like giving back somehow that money can't buy, you know, like just listening to the people, just trying to be quiet, like watching kids play without judging that they are naked on the beach or that Brazilians are promiscuous. Yes, we are sometimes. We have our dance and that's what you're going to see when you see forró you're going to see us rubbing each other and that's how we dance some of the dances and yes yeah, sometimes we will not talk to you because we're angry and i i'm not ashamed to say this because like i said to you i'm bad vibes sometimes and then when i see like that the <laughs> i am bad vibes because it frustrates me a lot that i go in my own country and people don't even try to say oi to the bang or like five words, you know, to me or or asking me what I'm doing there or just the the kids are it, it's what breaks my heart more. Yes, like the kids and the teenagers. Uh like just sometimes they want to talk to a gringo and they want to learn and there
0: is no the interest.
1: Life. Yes.
0: How could you not? If a kid's coming up waving at you, how could you not? Like, not have oh, to have a heart no, of stone. I don't speak
1: Portuguese. Yeah, but try five word, ten words.
0: I don't know. You know, yeah. if they're young enough, they probably barely speak Portuguese either. <laughs> like, yeah. they're so young that they're just learning to speak. It's. It. I think it. Um. I don't know if the word
1: is like being hypocrite, but it is a little. You know, like, and I'm harsh here. I am, because it breaks my heart. Like, you go, you learn, you go to your music festival, you go, you leave all your trash, fine. You bring money, yes, you bring your dollars, you bring your euros, perfect. But you also leave trash a lot. You raise the prices a lot. Like, impossible for me. I cannot go to Caraiva New Year's. I can't. I can't afford it. Like, you know, like, it's... (laughs) I can't go um, so there is like the go- the good things that you go you go to do your retreat you retreat you have fun you learn a lot and then you leave so where did you go? you went to a yoga retreat you did
0: not go to Brazil and do you think there's like a way that people can visit these areas sustainably like maybe try to get to know people a bit better but like do you think it is possible to do it in, in this day and age? i
1: don't know i don't know because it's it comes from the inside you know this responsibility like how you're gonna like besides like we of course we have signs like oh don't take anything from the beach just leave your smile your good vibes like we have signs telling people about not leaving trash but there are not enough signs to teach somebody to be polite in and to have a heart you know like uh I think we are in a point right now that it's just about photos and uh, yes, I've been to Brazil and look at like I took a picture of this tree and, and and that's pretty much what I did and I don't know anything. So at this point right now, this point, it comes. I think it just comes from the heart, like bringing awareness that this is happening and the person will have to think for themselves like the next time they travel like where am i staying what am i actually doing like just asking yourself what am i doing here am i in brazil no i am at a yoga retreat okay so be at your yoga retreat and tip the waiter and leave your dollars and leave but if you are in brazil you know okay so how does how do brazilians treat their land how do they treat their sea how do they see god like Yemanjá, which is big for us. Like we have the the goddess of the sea. She's Yemanjá, so she protects us. So yeah, that doesn't mean anything for me yet, but it means for us and you are in our land now. So try to learn a little bit. So I think there's like, it comes from the heart it, and there's things that you can't teach. It's awareness, it's just setting why are you going in what mark would you like like what footprint will you leave
0: i think that's a that's a really good point like just question yourself and yeah become aware i like that i think that's a really really good point so tell me a little bit about the kind of culture you've mentioned a few things like tell me a bit about the culture in sorry am i saying right caraiva
1: caraiva
0: caraiva yeah sorry um Tell me a little bit about the culture there, because it sounds like it's really got its own thing.
1: Yes, it, that's it. It's got its own thing. Um, it's a fisher town. It's a fisherman uh, place. Uh, that We have few houses and that's pretty much it. No electricity. Now it comes. But um, it's quiet, you know. It starts early, it finishes early. It's all about the sea, it's all about the future, it's about, um, they do a lot of offerings, so they offer things to the sea, so the sea can bring us fish, um, they offer to the land, they offer to this, the sky, they offer to the river, because it's the encounter of the river, so... Um, it's about taking care of that little village that they created, in that they have their families, in the land that they have. They you cannot really grow anything there because it's fish town, so it's close to the coast. Um, the soil is not so rich, so it's a lot. The lot of the culture is about the encounter of the river and the sea. The so things that people don't realize how amazing this is like a white like a s- sweet river coming from amazon all the way crossing four five four states until it actually goes to the sea and mm. you know so it's very traditional the part of, like i say the heart but I'm not a fishman. But um, I see that they have a connection to the moon. Today is good. Today is not good. They ask orishas, uh, which are the protectors they have from the religion. Um, what like they ask everything? It's a lot about praying, and meditating. It's about what people go there to learn with their yoga teachers. Is what they could learn from the fishman. You know. Yes. yes.
0: Oh it's such a pity. Like it would be amazing to be able to like integrate the two and just have it so that everyone's on board. But Yes. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and especially the because it's so beautiful and they bring in I'm not just saying about the yoga retreats or anything, but the concerts that they bring, you know, like huge, like dragging thousands of people. And you have to cross a river, and you cross a river, you don't cross on a motorboat, you cross on a boat, so they're like, oh, wow. imagine, like, they have a lot of work, they make a lot of money, because they know that the people are coming to the concert, Yeah, but then, like, they don't have generators enough, and, you know, the, the whole thing, so, yeah. I don't know. It's I Caraíva moved me a lot. And there is another island that I always go every year. And I go, I stay two months, which is in my town, which is Ilha do Mel. It's Honey Island, Ilha do Mel. And it's there they started uh, like a war, you know, like you're not going, we're not buying. So they got all the living people that were there that had uh, lots for generations and they don't let them sell okay so it's something like you're not gonna sell like if you're gonna sell you're gonna sell to somebody for, to your family and uh they like kind of control it's like a dictatorship
0: now because they were afraid that this would happen to. yeah and how is that how is that working out like are, are people kind of stuck or are they
1: <sighs> i have no idea i just know this because one of my really good friends have a house there that her great-grandparent bought a land, and then her grandmother, now her mother, now she's there. And she's not like, even if she wanted to sell, she wouldn't be able to.
0: So, yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty intense, but then when you see the, the alternative, it's like, it's hard to to know what to do.
1: What or, to do? Yeah.
0: That's the thing, Maria, yeah. Is deforestation an issue kind of around there now that it's becoming more developed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, the building. Like, you cannot build resorts there
1: because it's a gift now. And you cannot change much of the town. Because, yeah. But you you cannot buy... You cannot build huge resorts. But you can still, you know... There are a lot of um, places that you can still destroy. I mean that are you know like land from somebody else you can just buy the land and destroy the trees and, and build whatever you want because somebody sold it to you but in the past 4 years we have i don't know I'm not going to give a number but it's grown so much
0: it's I cannot even tell you how much it's grown yeah it's so bad i think was it like last year there was that stat that the Amazon is now giving off more carbon emissions than it's absorbing. Which is like, what do we even do from there? there? Yes, yeah. it's, It's absolutely
1: awful. I mean, for what? You know, like, to build more what? Like, to sell to who? You know, like, somebody's selling this. Somebody's making big money out of something that is for free. Like, it was given
0: to us. You know, I don't know if you know this, you've heard, that you probably do, um, but I just thought this was really interesting seeing as my sort of first experiences of this was in Tulum and then obviously we were chatting about it. Um, so one of the theories, you know, every year they get really bad seaweed in Tulum. One of the theories about that is because in the Amazon, it's been deforested and there's like loads of fertilizer going because they're growing like grass for cows or whatever. And then that fertilizer is washing into the sea and has been washed up in a current towards Mexico. And that fertilizer is like getting the sargassum seaweed to grow like much faster. And that's why there's so much seaweed been washed up in Tulum. Oh, wow! I didn't know about that. Did you not? No,
1: uh, I didn't hear about that. I heard about the oil spill that we had that went all the
0: way to Mexico.
1: Yes, yeah, that
0: got there too. Yes. (laughs) It's just like, it's so interconnected. And like, yeah, it's the same continent like, well, same, like, landmass continent. Like, if it's if you can see it, like, so clearly, like, the interconnection just on a small scale, like, it just makes so much sense that everything is going to be interconnected, and, like, everything you do, like, to the Amazon... Well, the Amazon's obviously a a different example because it it is the Earth's lungs, but, like, everything you do everywhere is going to affect everywhere else.
1: And then there's this, like, short-term thought, you know, like, oh, because I won't be able to see it anyway, I mean yeah but like it's like just the short yeah yeah you will just like i'm not gonna be affected by it because i'm through something or i litter or like i destroyed a piece of amazon like oh yes you will be affected yeah yes somehow you will just like
0: you will we just don't know how for the record like there was some lovely things in shalom and I i think i was telling you like our experience like obviously we didn't have very good Spanish it's the beginning of our trip so it was even worse than it is now but what we could communicate people were just warm and welcoming and if you like the, the one thing I was telling you about we found like a little cenote that was kind of um not like one that you pay into it was just like off and it was just locals there there's just like one other English girl and we just accidentally found it and I thought that the locals are going to hate us that they'd be like no like this is our cenote like you have all the fancy ones and I wouldn't blame them but no they were like showing us stuff and one gave Tom his goggles and like dived down under the water with no goggles but he just knew it so well that he was like pointing out different rock formations and like they just wanted to share their culture and like it's not as if like the tourist companies went into Tulum and were like oh these tourists don't want to share their culture or sorry these locals don't want to share their culture so we're just going to do our own thing like the locals were so willing to share their culture from my experience but mm. it's just really hard to find those kind of like authentic experiences because it's just, tourism everywhere
1: you have to look for it like you travel to a destination and you have to look for the locals yeah that's what blows my mind you have to look for the people that will teach about the only the only place that you are like the the place that you travel to the place that you saw on the pictures so like what do you have to do to do to, to have this kind of experience you know you have to leave you know, your like your your retreat or leave like to find them like they're in their own land and we they are happy like back home we were so happy, yeah. so happy like oh you're from America come we're gonna cook for you. we love cooking we're gonna cook for you look at the fish we caught this morning like, you know let's stretch in the on the beach and ah tomorrow we're gonna have a caipirinha night come like we want you to drink with us and listen to our music and like do you have to like we're not gonna look for you you're gonna have to look for us you know so I, yeah. I feel this here like every time I'm open like the kids come I go to school like I do volunteer work like I see they come they want me to be there they want to learn And we're gonna have to look for it yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's a it's yeah. a really good message to finish yeah on, I think <laughs> um so I have a thing that I do on every podcast every guest I have it's just like a little quick fire round um Sort of different to the topics we've been talking about, but kind of more back to just like traveling in general. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite food you've ever had while traveling or at home? Mm,
1: I'm going to say here in Mexico, uh, I had barbacoa here. I loved it. This trip, but I know back home, I eat acai. Acai.
0: Is that the berries?
1: Yes, but we eat it
0: with fish. Oh, interesting. I didn't Mm -hmm. know that. Yes, yes. We eat with fish. What is your favorite country that you've ever been to? Brazil. Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And actually, it's funny, I interviewed an Irish person and a Brazilian person, and both times it was like, like Ireland and Brazil. (laughs) My country, (laughs) yeah. Got that, (laughs) that like pride. Um, And what's your favorite accommodation that you've ever stayed in while traveling? This I really like here.
1: Uh, CO404. Yes, I like CO44 because of the garden because of the internet that I have to work. Um, but I have stayed in so many places, so many places. And I stayed in Cabanas in Masunte to here and back home too, um,
0: Cabanas by the beach. Yes. Oh, amazing, yes. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. And then what's your favorite memory from traveling ever or your favorite moment or mm-hmm. thing that stood out to you?
1: When I was going up the Acatenango volcano, there was a dog following us all the way from the bottom to the top, the summit. He followed us all, all the time in... That's in Guatemala, right? In Guatemala, yes. And there was a child. Like, we were suffering so much to go up and that, and the dog was just there. And when we got there, there was a child. Waiting for the dog and like they were friends and then just like watching the volcano and the child playing with that like I was out of breath <laughs> and the child was having so much fun with the dog and the way they they were interacting like that that memory would never leave my my mind like the way that they they were interacting among themselves and and with me later than we were playing like in the volcano just every
0: 10 minutes (laughs) you know like exploding yes that's so funny he was just like a little fella who lived in the area and just out for a stroll
1: yes for (laughs) a seven hour stroll up the mountain yes that's so funny
0: yes oh my god that that's a good one yeah (laughs) thank you so much for talking to me and thank you i think this is a really important episode and Hopefully that people get something from it.
1: Thank you. Yeah, and I'm not talking shit about the the foreigners. I'm a foreigner too. But yes, I, I, I say that I'm a bad vibe girl because of that. Uh, but I think we can all agree that being aware of where you are is traveling as consciously as possible. Yes, it's important because that's it. We're global now. Let's go, yes.
0: Let's just try and do it in the most responsible way possible. Thank you
1: so much. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Recipe to the Road podcast. If you want to contact the show or you have any comments or questions, you can get me on Instagram at recipe to the road or by email, recipe to the road at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow my journey and see what I'm doing at the moment, you can also see that on my Instagram at recipe to the road. Thank you for listening.